Welcome to the DC Beer Show, everybody. We are at DC Beer across social media, and early bird tickets are already available for the Maryland Craft Brewers Fest in May in Frederick. Be there, be square. Hey, Brandy, what's going on? Hey, Jake. Uh, long time no see. I'm just kidding. It was Been great to see you this weekend. Um, happy March. I'm jazzed about it. Um, I am this evening drinking a Tamave Pivo lager from Other Half. It was their ninth anniversary. Um, it's a Czech-style dark lager with Zatz hops, 5.6. Um, it's easy drinking. I uh, I like it. And it's the mo- one of the most simple-looking cans that I've seen Other Half come out with. It's black and white, but it's it's funny. So, <laughs> Stein, what are you drinking? I am drinking something I never drink on the podcast, and that's hazy <gasps> pale ale. Who I'm are drinking you? classic <laughs> modern. And what have you done with our lager loving lout? So I'm drinking classic modern, which is a pale ale brewed uh, at Dynasty. I brewed had the pleasure of brewing this with Sapwood Cellars. Um, uh, it's brewed with Bramling Cross Brewers Golden Clusters hops. Um, so all of these hops were available, you know. In 1927 or earlier, some some ingredients, including the uh, grist, you know, uh, uh, the barley and the corn have been around since the 1800s. But the really cool piece about this beer is that um, Jasper Yeast Labs actually grew up an extinct ale strain of ale yeast. He actually got two ale strains um, and Favio, the head brewer dynasty, trialed them. So you're drinking a beer that's both new in that it was just released it was just canned on uh february 23rd but it has all these old ingredients in it so if you get to dynasty you'll find some i don't know if you can find it at sapwood cellars there was some at sapwood cellars um or just come to the next dc beer share and i'll bring you some uh jordan what's what are you sipping on this evening well sir before i start there i i must uh I'm going to celebrate the fact that we finally got you to drink a hazy on the pod. But uh, I am drinking, <laughs> of course, Artemis 5. That is my collaboration brew with Astrolab Brewing. It is a hazy IPA hopped with Meridian, Mosaic, and Strata, because everyone loves Strata. Uh, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, shout out to everybody who has had some Artemis 5. We had an awesome time at the Metro Bar event last weekend. And we're also having a, some fun tonight at Craft Beer Cellar. But Jake, what's in your stein? In my stein is Kushwa's Mini Pants. It is a dark mild, um, 4%. It's hitting all the right spots. Uh, Little Birdie told me that uh, they switched the yeast up, and this is now being brewed with Timothy Taylor's, a.k.a. the Landlord Yeast. Um, I had this beer maybe a year and a half ago or so. Um, I don't recall it being this good. Um, Kushwa mini, mini Pants, shout out to uh, Ben Little and the Kushwa crew. Um, just, yeah, 4% dark mild, absolutely crushable. That's what we want. Before we get into the guests, whole bunch of beer events. And we'll start with this weekend. Obviously, you'll see Jordan tonight over at the Craft Beer Cellar. Tomorrow, Red Bears Flannel Fest for their fourth anniversary. Um, go ahead, wear flannel because they're from the Pacific Northwest and you can get your grunge on and this and that. 
Um, I'm personally more excited, although I rock flannel all the time, um, about their fourth anniversary. And again, Stein. It's a hazy IPA with Nelson Sauvin and Rowaka, um, two excellent New Zealand Southern, Southern Hemisphere classics. And if you're bored after that, you know, not yet satisfied, you could head over to Church Key and get a bunch of Monkish. You could drink it there. You could buy cans to go. Go forth. Knock yourselves out. All right. What else do we have on the docket for this weekend? Sticking with our anniversary theme, uh, and of course, Maryland's very own, Silver Branch will be celebrating anniversary, so keep your eyes and ears peeled uh, just so you can come out to Silver Spring, Maryland and have some of the tasty English, and they really just cover the gamut, so just just come check out Silver Branch. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, and if you just like to stay in the district and you're looking for something to do to satisfy your weeknight cravings, you can check out Blue Jacket and Vitamin C's collab, which is coming up next week. So check out DCBeer.com for some of the other upcoming events later this week because March is jam-packed celebrating women amongst other things. What else is happening, guys? Aw, Jordan, uh, we I asked you to be part of DC Beer at Silver Branch. That's our special place. It's, it, it is true. It is true. It, it is sacred. So Silver Branch, if you're listening, uh, we would appreciate uh, an anniversary beer uh, just kind of devoted to a Brandy and I or, or just DC beer. We'll take both. Both are acceptable. And, and in no short time, Jordan's influence has got Stein, the pale, the hazy pale ale hater sipping on these juice bombs, not just sipping on them, making them. My goodness. Uh, but we have some other stuff going on uh, around town. Brandy, what's uh, what's on your dance card? There's a lot of stuff, and we don't have a lot of time to talk about it in the podcast. So we're gonna put it into our newsletter, and then as always, we try to we keep the events calendar on our website updated. Um, but March is Women's Month, um, and the Pink Booth Society always releases their International Women's Day beer this month. Um, so if, if you're interested in more information about that, check out one of our recent episodes where I interviewed Paulette and Bree, the two new chapter leads of DC, we discussed Pink Boots beer. Um, so be on the lookout for all the Pink Boots collaborations around the DMV. Um, and speaking of you girl was very, very honored to be invited onto the women's meet and greet panel at other half. Uh, courtesy of Craft Beer Cellar (laughs) on March the 20th. Um, So I'm so flattered because I was there last year and it was such a great event. Um, More details will come. The the guest list are still still being finalized, but it's going to be on the 20th. It'll be a ticketed event, but it's such a great event. So um, come out to support and, and, you know, keep a lookout. So, yeah. That's Uh, awesome. There are some beer releases to, there's so many breweries releasing beers, um, but we wanted to highlight our friends who actually fill out our beer release form on our website so we can shout you out and give you love. Sapwood Cellars, yes, (laughs) Sapwood Cellars dropped a bunch of delicious sounding beers. I really need to get back to Sapwood, who's down for a road trip. Come on, Maryland. They're dropping an imperial stout packed with more than 200 pounds of walnuts. The tasting notes uh, are of brownie batter, apparently. They have an amber-hued Czech lager brewed, with, brewed using reverse osmosis, hence the name osmosis. 
The resulting low mineral water creates a crisp base that lets the hop flavor shine. So I'm excited about that. And then they also have an easy drinking Irish dry stout called Apostrophe, which is cute. (laughs) (laughs) It's wonderful. Um, And DC Brow released a bourbon barrel aged old ale. It's a rich sounding 10%, uh, but it'll be decadently delicious. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are a brewer or you make beer, you work at a, a brewery, Make sure you fill out our beer release form so we know what you have coming down the pike because we can't get to every brewery every week. Um, And we want to shout you out and know what's good. So, yeah, check it out on dcbeer.com. But what if we tried to get to every brewery every week? That'd be pretty Uh, cool. Power to you. It's too much driving for me. (laughs) Respect. Respect. Uh, Let me know how teleportation worked for you and how I can also do it. (laughs) Uh, So listen, if you are around town uh, before the 20th, if you are tuned into March Madness, check out Denizens, uh, a woman-owned brewery. Uh, Our good friend Julie Verratti let us know that for March Madness, which starts uh, March 14th, uh, you can purchase $4 pints of their Born Bohemian Pilsner in Silver Spring and Riverdale Park. And so... Anytime that they're open during the tournament, which runs March 14th through April 3rd, um, even when the games aren't on, they're doing that deal as well as their food partner in Riverdale Park, Catalyst Hot Dogs, has $3 classic hot dogs whenever the uh, University of Maryland's women's or men's basketball teams are playing in the tournament. Um, They're also going to be doing a prize spinning wheel in Riverdale Park to figure out other specials each day. So they have their own madness going on with this spinning wheel to figure out discounts. But then when the Terps fear, fear the Terrapin, when the when the Terps are playing, um, you can get a three dollar classic hot dogs from Catalyst, four dollar pints of Born Bohemian, the Pilsner. And I have to say, I had a classic, uh, a Catalyst hot dog when we had our beer share, DC beer share in uh, Denizens in January and. Growing up as a New Yorker eating dirty water uh, street dogs, I can say that these definitely pass the mustard. Get it? Mustard? I would like some mustard. All right. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> but um, All right. Um, moving right along. What else do we have for March before we get to our wonderful interview? Nothing. Okay. So right now we're about to serve up a fantastic interview. We are so grateful uh, for Sean. Uh, co-founder and, and co-owner of Black Viking. He spent uh, a good good chunk of his time interviewing with Brandy. We are so grateful for him. Brandy, we are grateful for you for conducting this interview. Let's tune in to Brandy and Sean. Sean was so easy to talk to. We talked for a whole 45 minutes. Time flew by. To keep this episode short, we cut it down. But DC Beer members can hear the whole episode. Go to patreon.com forward slash DC Beer to listen. Good evening, Sean, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Brandy, so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. To our listeners, uh, I have on the show with us tonight, Sean Taylor, owner of Black Viking Brewing. And if you haven't heard of Black Viking, well, I'm sorry for you, but now you'll know because we have Sean on. Um, February has truly been a great month, really. There's been so many great events. I feel like I saw you a lot more this month. Um, that Stroop, there it is. It, it's a winner. It's it's a fucking winner. I love that. 
Um, it was great hanging out with you at Red Bear. And like, I saw you all the time. I saw you, Simon and Nicole and Fox 5. It just, it seems like you're crushing it. And Black Viking is getting more of a name out there. And I love that for you. So let's, let's jump into some cool questions and let the audience get to know who you are and about Black Viking. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you for that too, for those kind words. I really appreciate it. As Black Viking has been in business for over a year. Is there anything you wish you knew then that you know now? Uh, that's a great, great intro question. Um, you stumped me. You left me a little speechless, which is hard to do. So shout out to you for a great question. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm so much like about the journey, if that makes sense. And I promise I'm not trying to sound like, you know, esoteric or like, oh, yeah, pie in the sky. I'm, I promise I'm not saying that. Um but I do, I have really enjoyed every step of this journey. Like I've really enjoyed the process. And so I played basketball in high school, I had the good fortune to get a scholarship to play in college. And I, I liken it to that experience because I love basketball. So every broken finger, every sprained ankle is like, of course you wish that that didn't happen, but it's like you had to do that to go through that process. With that being said, I wish that I would have known how much of a business the beer business is, if that makes sense. Right. So the beer business is what someone might call a, a you know, a, a cool business. Right. Um, it's got a lot of like people look at it and they're like, man, those people seem like they're having a great time. And we are. But at the end of the day, it's still a business. It's still about um, being able to move product. It's still about contracts. Right. And making sure that things are, are advantageous for you as you build your business, like building a brand in the business and building a business aren't exactly the same thing. They're intertwined, if that makes sense. But you can have a, a great brand. If your business is not great, then you're going to struggle and vice versa. You know what I mean? So it's kind of marrying the brand and the business. So, um, you know, I've enjoyed every step of the journey, but if I could uh, have known one thing, it would be that, this is still a, a very serious multi-billion dollar business. So tell the audience about Black Viking and about your business and about your beer. Yeah, absolutely. So I co-founded Black Viking Brewing with uh, Jamil Raouf, who, uh, like I said, I used to play basketball in high school and college. And after graduating from college, I graduated with a degree in business with a focus in marketing, went into corporate sales and uh, quickly realized that I hated corporate sales. So I pivoted to education because I love people, right? And uh, one of my buddies was coaching. He was like, hey, you should come help me coach. And uh, so I did. And Jamil ended up being on that team. And so this was back in like 2007, 2008, um, long, long time ago. And uh, fast forward to 2020, and I was doing stuff in the beer space as far as just building community. And so I really like, again, I love people. I like interacting with people. I like drinking good beer with good people. And so I was like, I'm going to go to different events. I'm going to do a, um, what's called the BYOB show on Facebook Live, where I would just set my phone up. And this is a precursor to Black Viking TV. But set my phone up and have my friends, who I think are pretty cool, come over and drink beer and talk about their lives. Because I always say, no one goes to the bar to talk about what type of hops were used, right? Or what type of malt. It's like, yeah, the beer, the the beer nerds, which no disrespect to to you know the beer nerds, because I can be one of them sometimes myself. 
but like most people are talking about their lives. You know, did you get a promotion? Did you get married? Did you, you know, uh, lose $20 on the subway? Something, right? Um, and so that's what I did with the BYOB show. And it really took off. So we were, I was getting anywhere between 300 and 1500 views per show with no marketing, no curation, no editing, just setting up my phone on the tripod. And yeah, anyways, COVID hits, uh, you know, I can't have friends over anymore. So I kind of pivoted, jumped on Facebook and that's how Jamil and I connected. Long story short, Jamil, very talented brewer. He had brought me um, a bunch of beers like, hey, you know, I brewed this porter, I brewed this uh, IPA, I brewed this. Uh, this one beer that was a honey and ginger beer. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's got to be a hit. Like, how did no one, how, how have I never, like, I've drank a lot of beers, admittedly. How have I never had a beer brewed with ginger and honey, right? I've had a beer brewed with, like, ginger and juniper, or like, honey and, uh, uh, you know, uh, oats and stuff, but never honey and ginger. It's such a, a, a easy pairing, right? And so when I first drank it, I was like, I think we have a hit, <laughs> Right. So I take some of the uh, additional bottles out to people. Had my wife try some. My wife hates beer. And she was like, this is actually not terrible. And so from there, I was like, yo, I think we're on to something. We started a company um, and Black Viking Brewing was born. So tell everybody about the name Black Viking. Yeah, so Jamil and I sat down um, again after our, he first brought me the beers. It's probably like a week or two later. And I'm like, so what do you what are you thinking, man? Like. You think we should start a business? Like I had talked to some other brewers about doing doing the business possibly, but like I said, COVID kind of shut things down. He was like, yeah, I think so. You know, I like brewing beer. You like getting out there talking to people. I think it'd be a good partnership. I'm like, yeah, I think so too. Like, and I had some names in mind and he was like, uh, I said, well, what, what names do you have in mind though? And he was like, Black Viking. And I was like, Black Viking? Nah, bro, that's corny. Black Viking, I'm not. What, what are you talking about a black guy? I'm not really feeling that, right? And he was like, no, I'm telling you, like, you know, he's uh, he's biracial. And he was like, my mom is uh, Scandinavian, got some Scandinavian ancestry. You know, I like hiking. I like being out in the cold. It's kind of like a black guy. You never heard of that. So he was like, you know, go talk to your wife, talk to your homeboys or whatever, um, and just sleep on it. And I did. And I talked to my wife. She was like, Sean, you never heard of a black Viking. That's unique. And then a couple of my guys were like, bro, that's a super unique name. And so I was like, they're right. And like I Googled Black Viking. The only thing that came up was Idris Elba's character off the Thor movie. So I was like, all right, let's Heimdall, go for it. Yeah, yeah Heimdall, right? Which is funny because doing some research, like Heimdall, Heimdall and Viking lore is like considered the most white Viking. So yep. for Disney to cast him like that, I thought that that was pretty funny, right? <laughs> this to me is just, it's meant to be. Um, you know, got some books off of Amazon, read those. And then we hired a graphic designer and uh, she created the Viking that you see here, who actually has a name. His name is King Cross. And um, I was like, man, I'm all in. Like the 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 Viking is dope. The name is dope. And I have a, a background like I've done some screenwriting before. And so I really love world building. And like there was a point where like everything just clicked into place for me. And I was like, oh, OK, excuse me. I see how to build this world of the Black Vikings. I see that there should be 12 tenants of the Black Viking represented by the 12 stars surrounding King Cross. You know, community, courage, discipline, honor. I won't bore you with the rest of the list, but I see how we can do this and make it into an actual world and tell a cohesive story. And then branding, 
that's that's one of the most important parts of branding is being able to tell your story and to do it in a unique way. So I was like, oh man, I'm all in. And from that moment forward, it was like, it was just pedal to the metal. It's such a striking symbol and it feels so strong and, and but at the same time inviting, like it's not, it doesn't scare you away from it. You're like, oh, what is this? This looks really cool. And then you pick up the the can and then you learn that it's black owned and it's locally made. And then everyone just swoons and falls in love. So uh, you came to one of the DC beer beer shares and I introduced you to my dear friend, Simon, who owns Red Bear. And from just that one beer share last March, actually around that time, you guys connected and created a friendship. And then from that, you guys created this brilliant beer. Uh, you should tell everybody about the beer, the collaboration. You know, big shout out to you and DC Beer. Like, Brandy, I'm a fan of everything that you're doing and you guys as a collective um, and just the camaraderie that exists within the DC uh, beer community um, and the, the openness, quite frankly. And so um, at your beer share, which, and I'm going I'm to tell you something that you probably don't even know, but... Of course, I met Simon, Simon B, one of the owners of Red Bear uh, Brewing Company. Super dope individual. They make amazing love you, Simon. beer. Simon is great. I love Simon <laughs> too, right? They make fantastic beer and they're a, a super welcoming space, right? And they're very intentional about being welcoming and being inclusive. And like I, I told Simon on several occasions um, when we were speaking, like that matters, you know, like having people say, I actually, we like, we welcome you into this space. That matters. Like going, like, I don't want to say going out of your way, but being very intentional about that. So I just really appreciate him building his business um, in that way. And in a very genuine way, not in the like, you know, uh, 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 an appropriating or culture vulture or any of those type of ways. He's a very genuine dude with a very genuine company. And I love, I love Simon and his company and the whole, the whole team over there. Um, and 100%. so, yeah, 100%, right? So meeting Simon at the beer share was amazing. And it turned into this beer called Stroop. There it is, which is a Stroop waffle stout brewed with actual Stroop waffles, caramel, vanilla, uh, uh, Vietnamese cinnamon as well. 7.6% ABV. It's a dessert stout that doesn't drink like syrup or a liqueur. It drinks like an actual beer um, from start to finish. And so... That the actual Stroopwaffle Stout was the brainchild of Nicole Jones, who was a black woman who was one of the brewers over at Red Bear. And when we first sat down, they were like, you know, what kind of beer do you want to do? And I said, I want to do whatever makes sense. Right. So like I'm I'm easy. Like we leave the egos outside and we just collaborate in a very genuine way. And so Nicole was like, Well, I'd like to do a Stroopwaffle Stout. And I was like, Well, I love Stroopwaffles and I love stouts, so let's make it happen. And so I'm like, we could easily, like, as far as the naming of the beers, I feel like that's kind of in my wheelhouse. That's something that I enjoy doing. So we could easily do a Red Viking or a Black Bear, something like that, right? But I said, we could keep it a little light and call it Stroop. There it is. And Simon loved it. He was like, yo, that's it, right? And so I'm they like, have all right. punny names all the time for all their beers, yeah. you know? Yeah. Exactly. So um, that's what we went with. Uh, we brewed it maybe a month or so later. We uh, maybe a month after that or a few weeks after that, we got to go on uh, the Lion Lunch Hour on Fox 5 and show the world our creation. Um, it was super dope for 
Simon to be on there, but also Nicole to have a black woman um, who came up with the idea and brewed the beer visible. And I can't tell you how many texts and calls and DMs I got to say like, oh my gosh, she brewed beer, like black women brew beer. And I'm like, yo, what you don't understand is like during the founding of the United States of America, brewing beer was seen as a domestic chore, like cooking or sewing or cleaning. So a lot of black women brew beer and people just don't know that. I want to tell the audience that your description of Stroop with with saying that, yes, it's a dessert stout, it is not. I drank three of them without, because usually if you drink, if you have a sweet beer, like a dessert stout, you, you may like maybe six ounces. You're like, it's, I'm done. It's too much. It's too sweet. This, you get the nose of the Stroop waffle. You you get that like cinnamon, you get that, you know, that night, all the nice sweet aromas. But then by the time, by the time you're finished with your first sip, the sweetness does not linger. It just, it finishes dry. And so you're like, damn, this is good. So you just keep drinking it. So if if you haven't tried it, you can find it at Red Bear and then you can find it um, in the local markets, which I'm also about to ask you about. Um, Stroop, there it is, is also a big deal because not only um, was it made, it's a collaboration with a Maryland brewer, uh, brewery with a DC, DC brewery, um, but you had three people of color on the brew deck. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a huge deal. It's like the first Maryland DC collab like that. Right. That I know of. Yes, absolutely. And I will say, I know we're the first black owned beer brand to collaborate with a DC beer brand. And, you know, I love my DC, DC breweries, but again, I can't think of a better, brewery to have made history with than Red Bear. Like, and just the whole team over there is super dope. And, you know, to your point about three people of color, shout out to Devin as well. Just Love super, humble, super hardworking dude. And it's, like I said earlier, for me, because you're right, we have one flagship beer and that's by by design, right? But we do strategic collaborations and it's always to me, like it has to make sense. Like, I want to work with people who I want to work with. Like, if you're a jerk, like, I'm not going to want to work with you. And the experience at Red Bear was was just top notch from head to toe. Um, I want to ask you, so I feel like when we spoke recently, you were telling me that Black Viking is going to, is looking to just dis- being distributed uh, across a wider audience. Can you briefly tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my goal very early on, um, when you talk about Black people in in the beer space, right? And kind of to your point earlier where you're like in the DMV, we're like, we're here. You know, we're not backing down. We're here. We're not going anywhere. We're doing a lot of cool stuff as well. But a lot of times Black people can't support Black-owned beer because they don't have access to it. And they don't feel invited into the space because no one is actively inviting them into the space. And I had a conversation with a distributor early. It was like right before we launched, I think. And he was like, well, you know, you have breweries all over the place. Why don't black people feel comfortable, excuse me, walking into a brewery in their neighborhood? And I said, one, they're not typically in black neighborhoods, right? Two, when's the last time you got your hair cut at a black barbershop? And he was like, uh, well, I've never done that. And I said, why? Why? They're very talented barbers, right? My grandmother owned a beauty salon and barbershop for 40 years. 
they can cut gray hair, right? You would agree. And he was like, yeah. I said, why didn't you, why have, how come you haven't gone to get your haircut there? He was like, well, because no one invited me. And I said, aha. <laughs> right. And so, that's a good, that's a good picture that you, that you painted. Yeah. Right. So sometimes you have to make a plane for people. And so I was very, I, I am very adamant on becoming the country's first black owned nationally distributed beer brand. Right. And so, you know, you've got 9,000 breweries, about 75 black owned, not one of the black owned breweries has national distribution. That's a problem to me. And that's part of the reason why we released Zynga beer, AKA the world's most drinkable beer as our first beer, because it's a light beer and look at the numbers, 80% of beer sold and consumed in the United States of America is light beer, right? But it's got a unique twist on it with the ginger and the honey. So it elevates the flavor profile, but it's still at a great price point at $12.99 a six pack. And so that this beer can go anywhere. It can go, it can be consumed by any audience and real quick, we're black owned and proudly black owned, but we're not black only. I always tell people that we are for everybody, right? I love that. Yeah. Right. And so um, we just recently closed a deal with Buck Distributing uh, here in Maryland, which will take us from about 30 stores to 300 stores in the next couple of weeks. And that just to put it in perspective, that will make us the largest black owned beer brand on the East Coast. Right. That's amazing. Thank you. So we're also looking at uh, distribution deals in D.C., Virginia and Pennsylvania, like actively having those conversations. And by I would say that in the summer, we will have those distribution deals in place, which will then make us the largest black owned beer brand in the country. I'm so happy for you because you deserve it. You're <laughs> you're, you. you're amazing. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell the audience real quick where they can find um, Stroop and Zynga. Absolutely. So Brandy, thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. You know, I adore you as well. I love everything that you are doing with DC beer and the diversity and the, the intentionality that you guys promote and the great beer, like your, your beer shares, if people don't know are like top notch. And I've been to a lot of beer shares. Yours are, are very, very, very dope. So thank you for making time for me this evening. Um, as far as Stroop, there it is. I know you can obviously go to Red Bear Brewing Company in uh, in Northeast. Uh, outside of that, as far as our distro channels is all gone. Um, Zynga Beer, we're in about, like I said, 30 stores right now, uh, about 28 stores in Maryland, a couple in DC. If you check our website right now, www.blackvikingbrewing.com, it will have a list of the stores. Um, and then, yeah, be on the lookout for Sam Adams collab, that's going to be strictly in Boston, April 6th. DC Brow collab, that will come out probably late March, early April. Saints Row, uh, Sankofa collab, that will come out the end of March. Um, check us out, Black Viking TV on Thursdays. And look for Breaking Beer with Sean Taylor, docuseries, coming out later this year. I love it. Love you, Sean. See you soon. Love you too, Randy. Thanks so much. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, producers. All right. Parting shots. Passing <laughs> words into the void before we leave you. We could all see each other on our our Vox Topica Riverside um, screen while we're recording. And we we keep 
almost making bloopers, but trying to be super silent for the other person because our sound engineer gets, has to deal with like all of our lip, lip licking and face touching. And <laughs> so we're trying to be quiet, but we all get so excited about talking. So we're interjecting and then we're all trying to calm our laughter. So what you don't hear or see behind the scenes, it's actually kind of cute. So um, I love all of you and uh, (laughs) I'm thankful for my beer friends and inclusive craft beer community family. Yes. And Brandy, we are thankful and grateful for you as the first lady of DC beer. Uh, We should celebrate you not just in March for Women's History Month, but every month. And that goes for all the women out there, beer involved or beer adjacent or non-beer drinkers, wine, beer, or non-alcoholics. All women, we love you. We appreciate you. And happy March. Aw, queens. Yay. Well said. (laughs) Well said, Jordan. 52 weeks out of the year is inclusivity from DC Beer, your your wonderful neighborhood hub. Brandy, we're so grateful for you. Um, And we just want to say that everyone have have a great March. We're going strong into March now. Uh, Never say never. You know, I'm now sipping a... A hazy pale ale, uh, thanks to Jordan's inf- strong influence on me. Um, you know, we, we have so much, so much we bring to the table here. So thank you all. Thank you, listeners. Um, get in touch. Follow us on social media at DC Beer. We'd love to see you at an event around town or at one of our DC Beer shares. Bye, everybody. 